time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, race fans, here we are on this week's edition of Southern Race Week, driven by you and your family and friends. I'm William Barber, a.k.a. WB, and as always here on Southern Race Week, we look to the man high atop his pit box to give us all the news we can use. But before we do that, let's introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. The biggest Braves fan and NASCAR and short track super speedway fan. Here's Alfie. Hey there, WB. Glad we'll be uh, glad to be with you again this week on this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. After a very exciting championship weekend at Phoenix, as we crown champions in the trucks, Xfinity, and Cup Series, and I got to say, a great weekend of racing, William. I mean, the trucks, Xfinity. Cup. I mean, they're all down to the end there, wire, finish, and man, just uh, unfortunately, Chase was not able to uh, get that repeat championship, but his teammate was able to do that, Kyle Larson. We'll, of course, uh, dig in a little bit more deeper into that when we get to the uh, racing news a little bit later on here in the uh, the program, but uh, man, now, now it's officially over. NASCAR's over, William. NHRA is about to wrap up this weekend. Uh, you know, the Indy cars are done, man, so... Uh, you know, we, we're, we're just, we have to wait now. Now we have to wait till next year to get back into the swing of things as far as uh, racing goes, man. So now we're going to have a little bit. Now I don't know what I'm going to do with myself on Sundays now to, to, to fill my quality time up. And to have somebody like Kyle Larson, who was all but banned from NASCAR, to come back after a year of suspension and a year of redemption, to come back and win as many races as he did and the championship. Hallelujah. There you go, boy. Just to, just goes to show that Jeff Gordon and Richard Hendrick made a great choice to bring him back onto the fold. It was a great weekend. How about you, buddy? I mean, did you, uh, did you enjoy uh, a little time off? No Braves games, no nothing, man. I mean, you just had racing going on. What was yeah. that all like? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we got to watch the Phoenix weekend, which is fun. But uh, you know me, I'm a lover of all sports. So uh, basketball season's kicking off here for the college kids. So excited for that. And football season wrapping up here for college. And then NFL's going on. So, I mean, I'll still be able to occupy my time. But you know, just to not be able to see some racing for a few months. But by the time you know it, we'll be at the L.A. Coliseum for the uh, clash and then the debut of the next-gen car. And then and then in March, William, the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the next generation of racing will be taking place. So we're going to see once that track's completed and finished and see how the racing is going to be on that new uh, surface. So it's going to be, you know, a, a very uh, a crazy off-season as well with drivers not having rides, who's going to have who, uh, you know, it's just going to be a crazy all season yet again, William, but uh, looking forward to when we get back to Daytona for the 500 in February. And um, I'm just ready for some racing to get going, but I know those guys are excited to have a few months off to relax and, and just unwind a little bit before we get back into the swing of things in, uh, in February. Speaking of uh, some great things, uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit, uh, a little contest I'm working on for real quick for us to take some NASCAR fans, specifically me and you, uh, out to Atlanta Motor Speedway to be some of the first people to do laps in a race car around the new configuration. How cool is that going to be, buddy? That sounds and, real sad. 
Exactly. And then we've also right now got a, uh, got a great promotion going on where we're going to send you to Savannah for a weekend getaway uh, to the Plant Riverside District for you to be able to uh, go and relax at the JW Marriott and hang out with them for their grand opening November the 18th through the 20th. So check out Southern Race Week on Facebook, facebook.com slash Southern Race Week for that contest for the JW Marriott, the Plant Riverside District, and coming soon, a chance for you to be one of the first people to ride or drive in a NASCAR ride around Atlanta Motor Speedway's new configuration. Alfie, 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 tell me who the guest we have on this week is, please. Oh, man, William, we got another jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio in just moments. We'll speak with Alan Cavana, NASCAR insider. He'll break down all the action from Phoenix and the championship races over the last weekend. And then we'll speak with Garrett Smith from Eaton, Georgia. He finished second in the World of Outlaw Finals at the dirt track at Charlotte. So we'll talk about that accomplishment and his season. And then we'll wrap things up with the Truck Series champion, Ben Rhodes, will be talking to us to uh, let us know his thoughts on being the NASCAR Truck Series champion for 2021, Williams. So another exciting episode of Southern Race Week coming up for you here on the uh, network along with the Southern Race Week radio podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week radio along with the Southern Race Week radio podcast. Appreciate you tuning in and listening in as we wrap up another NASCAR season here. In 2021, exciting. The Truck Series, Xfinity, and Cups all wrapped it up at Phoenix for a championship weekend. And to help us in wrapping up this season with a nice little bow tie, we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in NASCAR Insider from his beautiful plush location in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Alan Mr. Cavana, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio as uh, we wrapped up another uh, NASCAR season. So before we get your thoughts and reflections on on the season, uh, what, what for you, what were some of the highlights? What were some of the uh, things that jumped out at you as far as uh, this season, as far as your personal Alan Cavana NASCAR highlights for 2021? Hey, I'm just glad, like everybody else, we got to witness, right? We got to witness the year of Kyle Larson, not only uh, what everything he did on dirt, but NASCAR. He had one of the best NASCAR seasons in history. I mean, look back on it, 10 wins, all the laps led, probably the best playoff performance ever, right? I mean, I know it's only been seven, eight years so far, but it's one for the history books, and we got to see it play out in front of our eyes, and that part was awesome. I, I was fortunate to be at some of those races you know, cover a lot of the wins, and it was uh, a lot of fun to be there. And, and what a story. I mean, we all knew what happened to Kyle Larson. He, he got dropped, you know, took some time off for his suspension for some, you know, some wordage that he used during a, an iRacing event, but then, you know, came back. Hendrick Motorsports gave him an opportunity to return. What were your thoughts on him as, as we entered the season, knowing what he went through and the battle he had to go through to get a second chance and forgiveness from a lot of NASCAR fans out there. Yeah. I mean, his suspension was well-earned and he had to earn his way back into the sport in terms of doing off the track work, which uh, I hope he continues as champion. 
Uh, but in term, uh, on the racing side, we always knew he had talent, right? He just wasn't in the best equipment. Chip Ganassi Racing, for all its success, it, it's not Hendrick Motorsports. So we knew it was a driver who was waiting for the fastest chariot out there. And did I know that the Hendrick 5 was going to be the fastest car in the series? No, I did not. I figured it would be, you know, Kyle Larson was going to a much upgraded situation by going to Hendrick. Absolutely. They were the, the Cup Series champions with Chase Elliott, and now they've added a driver like Kyle Larson. But he's working with a new crew chief, right? One who only worked less than two seasons uh, as a crew chief. So did I think they'd have so much success so early? Absolutely not. I thought they'd have to work into it a little bit, but within, I think, five races or so, they were winning races, Cliff Daniels and Kyle Larson, and then they go on to continue winning races, and and, and just little things, like Kyle Larson had never won a 500-mile race before, check that off. Never won a road course before. Check that off, right? I mean, these little things, they, they just doing things he had never done before. I didn't think they would happen so quick. Uh, clearly, he was set for this kind of success in his future. But to do it all in this year really surprised a lot of people. Uh, also coming up on the program a little bit later on, going to be speaking with uh, Ben Rhodes, who is the uh, Truck Series champion <laughs> for uh, this year. Uh, he had a great press conference. I really enjoyed his his press conference. You love seeing these drivers who win these championships and how excited and fired up they are for uh, winning that. So we're going to be speaking with Ben here in a, a little bit later on in the program. But your thoughts on uh, let, let's uh, wrap up your thoughts on how you thought the uh, Truck Series season went this year. Yeah, you know the trucks are close to my heart being down on pit road for Fox all those years. And I'm just happy for Ben Rhodes because uh, a young man who we've seen mature, right? I mean, I remember him going for that first win so many times and coming up short and, and the tears. I mean, just sheer tears and heartache uh, of losing some of these races in, in crazy ways. And then I remember being in his first win, right? I think it was Las Vegas. I was I was doing the winner's interview, and there's nothing better than a first-time winner. And then to see him mature as a race car driver, a patient race car driver, right? Something of a veteran presence out there, uh, knowing when to make moves and how to do them, and what a way to win a championship, a bump and run. Uh, he didn't wreck anybody, but he used his aggression just when he needed to with about nine laps to go, and Ben Rhodes is now a champion. And not only that, put on a champion's press conference we will never forget. <laughs> it's uh, I did a quick sizzle reel of it and put his best parts in there, and it's probably the best video in terms of viewership <laughs> I've ever put on my Twitter account, so make sure you go on there and watch it because it is so memorable. People will talk about this for decades. And then looking over the Xfinity Series, uh, Daniel Hamrick uh, won in the uh, championship there. Another great uh, race out there in Phoenix for that championship. So uh, uh, what what are your thoughts there on Daniel Hamrick? I mean, this young man has been very impressive. And now to have himself a, a championship to add to the uh, collection there is uh, pretty impressive for this young man. Yeah, and a long time coming, right? And it just answered so many questions just with one move out of one corner on the final lap of the final race, right? Because it was so long, we've been waiting for his potential. He's been good in comp, good in the truck series, uh, good in Xfinity, but never had a NASCAR win. It was unbelievable. It was the story of his life, right? Sick. All the second-place finishes, like, when is this kid going to win? And if you really knew way back when, you knew he was one of the drivers who did a backflip as a celebration. And we hadn't seen it six, seven years into his NASCAR career. I would always interview him, hey, you still got that backflip skill? Because we know that win's coming. But after a few times, it was like, well, when is it going to happen, right? <laughs> and then on the final corner, turn four, 
of the final race. He uses a move and wins the, the Xfinity Series Championship. Are you kidding me? I mean, what a way to win a title. First win, first everything. Answered all the questions with one move, and he nailed the backflip. Absolutely freaking nailed it. Well, I got to say, watching the racing at Phoenix uh, over the weekend there, um, I have to say I was very impressed. I really enjoyed the racing there at Phoenix. A sold-out crowd, which is great. You want you love to have a packed house to um, especially watch a championships uh, be crowned all throughout the weekend. But um, I got to say, I really enjoy watching the racing at at Phoenix. I'm very happy that it is the the final race of the season for the uh, the championship uh, stakes for Trucks Xfinity and and the Cub Series. What are your thoughts on on the racing there at Phoenix? Yeah, it's proved to be a good venue. I mean, a great crowd. The uh, the venue itself is cool with the seating and just the way that they it lines up with the potential for restarts and where the start finish line is. It it all shows potential, but it all matters in how the racing is, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw great racing on Friday and Saturday, and even Sunday. Like I, I know Sunday didn't have like the last lap of uh, uh, fireworks that we saw some other points in the weekend, but none of the top four. I don't think they were ever further than two seconds away from each other, right? I mean, it, it's a perfect sort of mid-ground of, of a short track and something a little longer. There was multiple grooves, and, and it really provided for the best driver and car and then team, ultimately, with the pit crew. You factor that in with 25 to go. It provided all the elements that make for good racing and, and all the potential variables, whether it be long run, short run. Uh, Phoenix is one of those tracks and can kind of provide it all, and that's what we saw on Sunday, especially with the cup race. We saw good long run cars. If the race breaks runway we saw good short run cars in when the race did break a short runway if you will and uh it was you know questionable up until the final few laps and that's all you can ask for out of a race and out of a championship now as we get set for the off season a lot of different moves going to be going on there's going to be drivers who are not going to have rides next year uh potential uh, teams are adding on cars some teams are losing cars we have new teams that are going to be uh, joining next season. Uh, as far as you in the off season, what what are you going to be keeping kind of a close uh, attention to, or or any of the news that you might have already heard already about some of the moves and and changes that might be coming up here during the off season? Yeah, there's not a ton of good spots left, or you know, good you know, real coveted rides, but there are, you know, the 38 car for front row motorsports that needs a driver. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto needs a ride. You know, have we seen the last of Ryan Newman? Some of these questions we don't know, you know, Ryan Priest. I mean, these are all uh, quality drivers who have won on either cup or in other levels of, of racing. Uh, you know, where will they end up? Who will, who will get signed? Uh, we have to figure out that. And just every question in general, right? Because the next gen car, I promise you, it's a game changer. It's completely different than anything we've seen. And I, and I say this as a, a veteran uh, covering all of this, if you will. Uh, it's like walking into a new world. The cars look different. They sound different. There is a different smell in the garage. I'm still not unsure. I'm still unsure what that is. But it is a brand new world. So even with all the moves, free agency, whatever, it's like every team has, has a brand new uh, factor to deal with. And that's what I'm looking forward to because one team will jump on it and be successful. We'll just have to wait and see who it is. And another thing here locally in Atlanta, of course, we're based out of Atlanta, is Atlanta yeah. Motor Speedway as we're continuing to uh, finish up the construction work there on the new, gener- as they call it, the next generation of, of racing at AMS. Uh, how curious and excited are you to see these cup cars, the next generation of cup cars on the next generation of racing at uh, AMS? Oh, totally. I mean, it's the same location, right? But a completely new track. Uh, you just got to throw the records out because it is not. I mean, remember way back, it was a, a perfectly round oval, then the D-shaped oval that we've come to know today. Now it'll be narrow, high bank, add the next-gen car. I mean, I don't know what we're going to see. Are we going to see like a Talladega, Daytona-type race? I, I have no clue. 
uh, and this is someone who covers the sport, I have no idea what to expect. And that's what's so crazy about the 2022 season. When you factor in the new car and new uh, new upgrades like Atlanta's making, I have zero idea what to expect. I hope to be down there covering it. Well, I'm sure you will, sir, as you've been doing some work there for the Performance Racing Network. So hopefully one of your destinations uh, next year will be at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So uh, hopefully we will see you down here at AMS. But, uh, Mr. Kavana, thank you so much for joining us throughout the season and, and helping us out with everything that has been going on and covering things. If our listeners want to keep up with you because you're constantly doing NASCAR things in the offseason and uh, keeping up with racing news, uh, where can they go to keep up with you and everything that's going on in the racing world? Please just hit up my Twitter account at Alan Kavana. I got my page on Facebook as well. Always putting stuff out there for Speed Sport and our Positive Regression podcast, which is still going. So make sure you listen to that. Subscribe. Watch it all. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast and even though we do focus on nascar nhra uh indycar we do love to turn our attention and focus every now and again on the world of short track because that's where some of these great drivers who make their names in the short track world eventually end up in one of the big series whether it's nascar nhra indycar whatever their path uh carves for them and we have another great up-and-coming driver uh, joining us right now on the Food Depot Hotline as we head on over and welcome in short track driver extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Garrett Smith. Uh, Mr. Smith, uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. My friend, hopefully you're having yourself a fabulous day today, sir. Yes, sir. I'm having a great day. Thank you for having me. You had an extraordinary weekend and at the dirt track at Charlotte. The World of Outlaws World Finals took place, and you battled along with some big names in the short track world, Brandon Shepard, uh, Jonathan Davenport, a big name as well, and you came in second place at a sold-out crowd at the dirt track at Charlotte. Tell us a little bit about your weekend at the World of Outlaw Finals. World of Outlaws shows, and the first night I ended up uh, 14th, and um, the second night was a, was a lot better, and uh, we finished second the second night, and uh, it felt pretty good to make my first two World of Outlaws shows that I've ever enlisted on. And how was the crowd? Because it's a sold-out crowd, a lot of people, and I've had the opportunity to head over to the dirt track at Charlotte, a great facility that place is. So um, to be able to race out there along some of the biggest names uh, in the short track world in front of a, a capacity crowd uh, at the dirt track, uh, how was that for you to take on uh, with everything that was going on in the race as well? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful facility. You know, um, there's a bunch of people there this weekend. It, it was pretty awesome to run that good with that many fans there. Now, you're from Eaton, Georgia, a local boy done good here as uh, Southern Race Week Radio is based out of Atlanta. So for our listeners out there who might not be familiar with you, Garrett, how did you get your start in racing? My dad uh, raced for for a very long time, about 25 years, and uh, I played a bunch of baseball and got bored of it, so I <laughs> wanted to start racing. So I started out in go-karts whenever I was 12 and raced it for about two years and hopped into cars. Or I, I ran uh, a handful of races whenever I was 15 and what they call like a bomber car. 
it's like a street stock car. And uh, whenever I was 16, I got my first 602 late model. And to get into racing, it's not cheap. You know, it's it, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of support, a lot of help from your family, friends, and, and sponsors. So I want to give you an opportunity because I know you've had a very exciting year. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the people who have encouraged you, helped you out along the way as you've been competing this year. Yeah, I, I, my parents have been a big help with this. You know, uh, it's not easy. And um, I just w- also want to thank my crew, you know, Cody Mallory. Um, right now it's just me and him working. Uh, I go to shop every day after school and uh, tune on them all week and get ready to go racing. And I also want to thank a few of my sponsors, you know, Schaefer's Oil, NPM Marketing, ProFab, Base Racing Fuel, Dirt Car Lifts, with Springs, BKPR, Wiley X, and Terminal Maintenance and Construction. Uh, speaking with Garrett Smith here on a Southern Race Week Radio from Eaton, Georgia, discussing his second-place finish at the World of Outlaw Finals this past weekend at the uh, Dirt Track uh, at Charlotte. And you've had yourself a very successful year. You've done a lot of racing uh, this year. Besides uh, this second-place finish at the World of Outlaw Finals, uh, what other races have jumped out at you as far as uh, – races you walked away from you going you know what I'm, I'm pretty happy about this event or i'm really happy i got this win here uh is there any any race out of particular this year that you've really um you really have had a, a lot of fun at or or enjoyed yeah um so my first actually my first ever super start which was in december it'll be a year i've been racing this is my first full year of supers and my first super start i actually uh, qualified pole, won my heat race, and led more than half the more than half the feature, and so that one that one's been special to me. And uh, I've been waiting for a win. And hopefully, they come next year, the end of this year. What's the future hold for you, uh, Garrett? Is this something you want to continue to do for the rest of your career and grow up and hopefully be in the Cup Series, or what are the future plans for you, Garrett? Yeah, so um, I need to. I'm I'm gonna graduate in May this this uh, or next year, so. Uh, I need to graduate, and I'm probably going to follow a, t- uh, a national tour within the next two years uh, for super late models, and uh, we'll see where that gets me. Now, we are reaching the end of the year here, as you mentioned. Is there what? Do you have anything else coming up on the calendar as far as events or races you'll be participating in, or, or are, you, are you pretty much done for the year? Uh, a Thanksgiving weekend at Cochran is a is a big uh, 20,000 win super race, and we'll be there, and uh, I don't know where we'll We'll probably do a handful of events after that, and then we'll be ready for Speed Weeks uh, next year. Now, this is what you do is extremely awesome, and I'm sure a lot of your friends are impressed with what you do. Do uh, as as far as as you say, you're graduating high school here shortly. Uh, what do your friends think about what you do here? As far as going out and racing, do they support you? Do they come out and check out uh, some of your events? So what what do your friends think about what you do? Yeah, at school they're always talking about it and stuff, and uh, I got a lot of friends that are really interested in it. Just some of them come to the ones that aren't so far away, but you know, a lot of them are a few hours away, so it's hard. But I got a few that watch online while I'm out racing at home. Well, Garrett, we're really excited. We're glad that you had an opportunity to come on, and congratulations on your second place finish there at the World of Outlaw uh, Finals. That's quite an accomplishment as we mentioned, with some of the biggest names in the uh, short track world. Now, if our listeners want to keep up with you on social media, maybe keep up with what's going on with you for the rest of the year and into next year as you get set to kick off a new year of racing, uh, where can they go to follow you and keep up with all the latest that's going on with you and your racing career? 
Um, on Facebook, uh, it's under Garrett Smith Performance. Uh, that's where I post all my uh, weekends and how I do in the weekends and stuff. And on Instagram, uh, my username is Garrett C. Smith 10. And on Twitter, it's Garrett underscore Smith 10. So y'all can all go and see how I do on social media. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. Continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast available for you every Monday on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But we are very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the program this week. He is the winner of the Camping World Truck Series Championship for the year 2021. He drives the number 99 Toyota Tundra for Thor Sports Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in uh, from an undisclosed location with a beautiful banner displaying that championship trophy behind him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Ben Rhodes! Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rhodes, uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio there, champion. How is that? Uh, are you still digesting the fact that you are this year's uh, Camping World Truck Series champion. How how's that rolling off the tongue for you? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely digesting it. It's been pretty surreal, to be honest with you. Um, it doesn't feel real, and I'm finding that um, the more I do events and the more they tell me, the less real it feels. <laughs> well, congratulations! You win in the Phoenix as a one of four drivers competing for the Camping World Truck Series championship. You came out on top. Um, a lot of great racing there. The truck series is always great when it comes to racing. You guys do such a great job. It's so much fun to watch Camping World Truck Series races because you guys are so competitive. The bumping, the beating, the banging, the racing is so exciting to watch. And going into that race at Phoenix, what were your, how, how were you taking the pressure of knowing that you could have been, you know, a champion? How how was that day for you leading up to? getting the green flag and then getting out there and, and leaving it all out there on the track. Yeah, man. Hey, the pressure was, um, the pressure was there. I'm not going to lie. You know, the stakes are high and look, there was a lot on the line. So I felt it from the time we left Martinsville going to Phoenix. But once I got to Phoenix, I felt pretty relaxed. Really. I felt like, um, you know, we could do what we needed to do and I didn't need to just sit there and worry about it. I could relax, know that I've got a fast truck, a good team and, what happens is going to happen. So, you know, if I'm going to sit there and worry about it, maybe I'll stress myself out and I won't perform as good. So I made sure to get good sleep, good food, and do everything right, um, taking care of myself the best I could. But the pressure was there. I'm not going to lie. And, I mean, you have yourself, as you mentioned, your team. You had We were talking a little bit earlier before we went on the air here about you didn't really have an opportunity to celebrate with your team uh, that championship night because you're, you know, hustling, doing media stuff, and they were kind of doing their thing and getting home. And I know that this is a big team sport. It's not just you behind the, the the wheel driving. It's also those guys who get out there and make those pit stops, change those tires, make sure you got gassed up and everything. So you said that you've had a, you had an opportunity to celebrate with your team uh, earlier. So how was it like being able to, to celebrate this championship with your team? And, 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 and tell me about your team because obviously you're not going to win a championship unless everyone steps up their game uh, besides yourself. So how important is it for you to have that trust 
and the dependent uh, and to be able to depend on the on those crew members to make sure you get in and get out of those pit stalls as quickly as you can and and be able to maintain those leads and and keep yourself out there in front. Like you said, the team's very important. This is a team sport, and people don't realize that. I didn't know who my crew chief was until about two weeks before Daytona, um, but I was I I knew him. I just didn't know he was going to be my crew chief. And Rich Lucius is my crew chief. I've, I've known him for a long time, and I've always been a fan of his. I, I We were friends, and we always would joke around and, and kept everything light for years and years. And um, it was cool because, you know, having that kind of friendship prior to becoming, you know, you know, like guys that are working together, uh, it makes it nice. It made that transition a lot easier. Um, you know, but the thing is, I still had to learn his lingo. We never worked together. So that's a whole nother level of, you know, communication that we never had. Um, so, yeah, we figured it out. We, we, we worked on it pretty quick. But, you know, we got a couple wins right off the bat with the crew that I've never been with before. Um, but then as the season went on, everybody growed, everybody matured and um, everybody kind of figured each other out, which was really nice. And I was just having that conversation with them yesterday. Like, you know, think about where we came from our, you know, meal that we had together before we left for Daytona, we had a big team meal and where we are now, we're about to do the same exact thing today. We're going to sit down, have the meal at the same exact place and just kind of think about the season, reflect on it and how much things have changed, but how much they stayed the same. And I got to say, I'm so proud of them. They've, they've done an amazing job and the maturity level that they've, they've grown into from the start of the season. It's, it's phenomenal. And that's where the championships come from. You know, you got to, you got to grow and expand. And if you don't grow, you're going to die. Speaking with Ben Rhodes here, your Camping World Truck Series champion for uh, 2021. And now we are here. The off season has finally arrived. You have a few months to relax and rest before you get back out there to Daytona to kick off the 2022 season. So uh, how do you, how do you relax during the off season? What do you like to do to, to unwind? Maybe, you know, get yourself in a, a nice different place before you get ready uh, for Daytona. I know what this offseason is going to be crazy because you are a champion. You'll be defending that championship. But what do you like to do to kind of unwind and relax a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, you kind of hit the point there. Um, I think we got a new event every week now. Um, so I've got something to look forward to every week. I, I actually really don't like off seasons. I'd rather be racing. I don't want I don't want to take a vacation off from what I love to do. You know, I love it. So why do I need a vacation, right? So um, but you know what, Hey, I'm going to get to spend some time with friends and family that I don't get to see very often with a busy schedule. So that's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, we have new events every week. We're going to have like a parade and open house. There's an event out in Texas. There's burnouts that we're doing. We've got the banquet. We've got champions week and there's a lot going on. So a lot to plan for a short amount of time, really, when you look at the off season, um, in between all of that, of course, we've got the holidays too. So It'll be here before we know it. Um, I think we've got a couple commercial shoots to do now. So it's it's it, there's a lot going on. Short amount of time, really, when you start looking at just a couple months with with, you know, X amount of time that people always take off for the holidays. Um, so I'm look, it's going to go by fast. And I'm thankful for that because I'm ready to be back in the truck now. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in the truck, especially here at our home track at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So uh, really excited to see you come out there and, and race out there at, at the new uh, generation of of racing. You're looking forward to uh, seeing the new track there at Atlanta Motor Speedway when you guys come out? Yeah. I'm Look, I'm excited for that. It's a change. I'm, I'm always big on changes, but I got to admit, I would have rather, much rather seen other tracks change than Atlanta because I loved Atlanta the way it was. I know I know the asphalt was delaminating and coming apart and they were having problems, but gosh darn it, old asphalt is the best asphalt. I, I love it. Like, 
you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but the feeling you get as a driver, it's just, it's the number one asphalt the race hall. I mean, like you, you just, when you go to a worn out surface, there's nothing better. I mean, you got the comers and goers, it's just a good feeling. So a little bit hurt, but, but it's a new racetrack now. And that makes me excited too. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm excited. Well, Mr. Rhodes, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us this week here, champion, on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. If our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on with you during the offseason and, and during the season, where can they go to, to follow you around and keep up with you? Well, BenRhodes.com is my website, but check me out at, at BenRhodes on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I do all of those, but I'll say I'm, I'm usually most active on the Twitter just because it seems to be easier for me. Um I'm not the most active driver, but I, I mean, I try. I'm not number one on, on, on the Twitter sphere, but I do try to do, you know, I do some tweeting and, you know, some of it gets retweeted. <laughs> well, Mr. Rose, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, Champ. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hi, race fans. Here we are to the final wrapping lap of the tonight's uh, or today's uh, Southern Race Week edition. want to thank you all for taking time to tune in. And don't forget, you can find us at your favorite radio station location, but you can always find us at your favorite podcast location. I don't care if it's iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, you name it. Alfie, I, the producer to the stars, does a great job of making sure that every single way you would want to get your news and information, you can get it. Alfie, thank you again for another wonderful, great show this week, buddy. Thank you very much, William. And also thanks to our great guest joining us this week, Alan Kavana, NASCAR insider. Also, Garrett Smith, short track driver from Eaton, Georgia. And also thanks to Ben Rhodes, the Truck Series champion for 2021. Those great guests joining us on the program this week. As you mentioned, William, the podcast will be available for you on Monday. If you want to go back and listen to any of our great interviews or even check out any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio. Also, you can reach us via the email at srwradio at yahoo.com. And don't forget about our social media platform locations. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week and also at Twitter at SRW Radio as we're posting the latest in off-season news and information from the world of racing all available for you there on our Facebook and Twitter pages as well. So really excited for this week's episode and looking forward to doing it all again next week with you, Mr. Barber as we'll have another episode of Southern Race Week Radio before we wrap up our season of Southern Race Week Radio here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. Don't forget y'all can find me on Instagram at William Barber anytime, and don't forget to check out those contests on Southern Race Week's Facebook page. Until next time, I'm WB. And I'm Alfie. We'll see you at a racetrack near you soon. <laughs>